number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a campus, the most efficient organization on the planet. I mean, I'm going to put a plug in because I think we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby Telford, I'm the baddest man on the planet. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here. Third show here on this Friday, March 3rd. Um, if in case you did not listen to the first two, um, just kind of, you know, February got a little busy with state tournaments, so just didn't really have enough time to get out some good podcasting for you guys. Really, over that month, just between covering the, all the state tournaments, the girls and the guys, um, you know, and then having to really take a week off after the guys' state tournament just to catch up on sleep and, um, you know, after effects of, you know, just kind of dealing with a head cold, um, leads us into this week, right? Where I uh, ran into some technical difficulties, some life issues, and wanted to spread out these shows over the course of the week, but was not able to do that. So here we are, three shows in your feed in the same day. How lucky are you guys? Um, hopefully, um, I mean, if you binged them all, God bless you. Um, appreciate it. Absolutely. But holy cow, that's, uh, that's a lot of me. Um, you know, at least at the beginning of these shows, I, th- I hope you have enjoyed the conversations. Um, not going to be a ton of conversation from me on today's show. Um, I guess on this particular show, it's the third show today. First show, um, 179, almost exclusively on Iowa State and the Big 12 Championships. Second show, almost exclusively on Iowa and the Big 10 Championships. This one, kind of a two-parter. Going to open with... Uh, Doug Schwab's media availability earlier this week, touching on the Panthers, who are also headed down to the Big 12 Championships, Tulsa, Oklahoma, BOK Center. Um, And then the second part um, is actually really, really cool. Had a couple of media availabilities earlier this week um, for what I'm calling the NCAA Women's National Championships. What it's actually called is uh, the acronym NCWWC, which is the National Collegiate Women's Wrestling Championship. that's the tournament that's going on in Cedar Rapids this weekend. Believe it begins today. We'll wrap up on Saturday. Um, really, really cool. It's essentially the NCAA Women's Wrestling National Championships. They signed a contract to be in Cedar Rapids for the next couple years, um, which is really exciting, obviously, because of the continued growth of girls and women's wrestling, um, especially here in Iowa, but really all around the country. Um, obviously, it's a little bit heightened here in Iowa just with the Iowa women's uh, wrestling program. Um, I know they kind of essentially redshirted this year, but next year they're going to be full go, so they will be able to participate in the qualification process for this particular national tournament. Um, but we'll touch on this um, on the other side of Doug's media availability, but some really big news was announced today by the N. CWWC Executive Committee, um, really giant step forward when it comes to NCAA women's wrestling and, uh, you know, establishing itself as a legitimate championship sport and um, not very far away uh, from an NCAA women's national championship, like a legitimate NCAA women's national championship, not just in name only. So um, we'll hit on that big news on the other side of Doug. We're going to go to Doug now. hear from him ahead of the Big 12 Championships, get a vibe check on the Panther train, going to be exciting for them. Big 12 Championships Saturday and Sunday, um, BOK Center in Tulsa. I know a handful of you guys are headed down that way to catch both the Cyclones and the Panthers. Um, 
going to be really fun. I'm excited to see the Panthers in a tournament setting. Um, you know, it seemed like the first half of the year they were almost exclusively competing in tournaments. Um, and then obviously when January, February hit, they were exclusively competing in dual meets. So um, going to be fun to see them back in a tournament setting. I think they got a real nice team this year, um, you know, and just excited to get to the postseason, right? If you listen to the first two shows, you know how excited I am to finally get here to March. Um, you know, and this weekend is kind of the unofficial kickoff of the final sprint of the wrestling season. So we'll go to Doug Schwab now. Vibe check on the Panther train. I'll catch you guys here in just a second. Here we go. Yeah, I kind of told the team. Enough talking. <laughs> but I guess I wouldn't give you guys any report then, so I'll talk a little bit. Uh, I mean, allocations, like Big 12 is getting better, I and mean, there's no doubt the, the, the depth of the conference is improving. Um, you know, heck, you got a couple top ten teams. Iowa's top five, or Iowa State's top five right now um, on paper. Missouri coming in last year obviously helped. I mean, Oklahoma State, um, you know, North Dakota State had a heck of a year. South Dakota State's doing a good job. I mean, Oklahoma, West Virginia's getting better. Northern Colorado, I mean, just kind of up and down the line, the, the conference has gotten better, and that's part of why we went there. Um, we want to make sure that whatever qualifier we go to prepares us for the national tournament. Um, and... You know, I mean, the numbers don't quite rival the Big Ten yet, but that's certainly something that, as a conference, I know we've talked about and what we're going to be able to do. Um, you know, we'll get our brackets, we'll get the brackets on Wednesday, get seeds today, and then you kind of start seeing where guys fall. Um, but other than that, <laughs> we had a good week of practice and just keeping guys calm, calm, composed, I guess, and you know, not letting the wheel spin too much. I mean, that's kind of what can happen a little bit this time of year. I mean, everyone's kind of sitting and waiting because you're, you know, you stick to your routine as much as you can, but uh, the workloads went down a little bit, the volume has, and things have gotten a little bit sharper, um, I think, from a focus point of view. Um, and, man, you just, you're ready to sprint through the end. I mean, that's, that's, that's how I look at it. Kind of, you know, and you're in the center of the storm right now, and so it's really calm, and then you're ready, you're ready to bring the storm on Saturday and Sunday. Um, you know, for us being able to go down to Tulsa twice, you know, I guess got used to winning that in that in that arena. Um, you know, we it's very familiar to us, but uh, you know, one of the, one of the things the teams wanted to do is you, know, you want to win a Big Twelve title. When you go win a Big Twelve title then I think you have a chance to win an NCAA title. So yeah. I don't know we have I know we haven't had ten guys we haven't had ten guys wrestle on Sunday. To me that's the biggest thing right now. Obviously the first match, the first whistle but getting 10 guys to wrestle on Sunday because uh, then, then they're, all, they're all scoring points. They're all in the top, you know, what, top six, top eight. Then we've all, we've all won matches. Um, and then, you know, then to me you have a chance to win the tournament. Uh, you know, you said Parker's returning champ. It, I know they only got four qualifiers of that weight class, but, you know, you look at two of the qualifiers and it's top two of the four guys in the country. So, you know, you can say, well, that's, you know, maybe not as deep a weight, but, man, <laughs> when you have when you have two of the best guys in the country, that, that makes it a tough weight. Uh, but up and down the lineup, I mean, there's some, you know, what, got a second-ranked guy, first-ranked guy, second, first, first and second, you know, 65. 65 is a really good weight, uh, Big 12, second, fourth. Um, you know, but to me, that's where exactly where the conference should be. Uh, you know, we should have, we should, we should be pushing our numbers up, and should have, you know, the best guys in the country. And 
be a good tournament, man. I'm I'm looking forward to looking forward to Saturday morning that whistle blowing at ten o'clock. So I don't really have anything other than that. Uh, you had mentioned that um, last week we asked you about Yep. Um, knowing him, knowing everything you said about him, I'm sure mentally he's ready to go. But do you like the progress you've seen since we last? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, he. <laughs> I got to grab a hold of him. No, he's ready to roll. Um, feels good and. Um, no, he's in a real good place. So uh, I have I, I had no concerns, and then I got to roll and wrestle with him a couple times. Uh, now uh, I have even less possible concerns about where he's at, <laughs> which there was none before. But you know, you all of a sudden you feel the guy, and then he feels it, and he's like, "Oh, okay." You know, it's just one of those things too, where you get to go back to, you know, the guy's really trusting what you're saying. You know, and then it actually, the stuff actually plays out. The things that we talk about play out. And then the guys are like, oh, man, well, that did, that's what Coach said. And, you know, that's exactly how things worked. Um, so I think it just it just, it just raises your level of trust and belief that, that uh, not just he has, but everyone, because they, they, they see those things and they're like, okay, man, well. But he's in a real good spot. And I, I still, I'm still pissed off that he's not ranked higher. But, you know, the good thing is, is he's going to have a lot of opportunity to be able to, to shrink that number. So, when it comes to a guy like Parker, um, obviously the ability has always been yep. high level. Um, do you expect that this is the type of stage where you start to see kind of that that veteran mentality and those intangibles, those things that aren't taught but they're learned, really start to show up? Not that they're not already there, but just something to be said for how those can help him now at this point in his career. Yeah, I just. You've been there, done that. I mean, there's nothing, nothing's new. I mean, you're the, to me, you're the man. <laughs> you're the man, go out and smash guys. I mean, basically, that's, and yeah, it's a lot of work to be able to do that, but it comes, there, there, there's like, like you're past the point, like you don't have to prove anything anymore, even to yourself. Dude, you're there. Go out, go out and wrestle and perform. I mean, what, said something to the team about, you know, you can't build a reputation on what you're going to do. I mean, he's built a reputation already. I mean, he has that in front of him, and now it's just me just going out and just, putting that hammer down but I think you've seen that that growth throughout this season um and I fully expect that he is going to go out and score a whole mess of points every single match um and he can do it all big 12 tournament go win another big 12 title one match at a time and really lead the team and, and to me there's got to be a guy that kind of like well this is a guy man <laughs> you know what I'll I'll go I'll I'll be the guy I'll lead the way and then you know what then other guys pick up behind him or the other guys try to get in front of him but yeah he's he's ready to roll man he's ready he's ready to take he's ready to take every title that there is in front of him how about this go you know i'm sure he feels like he dropped a couple matches there at the end of the season that he shouldn't have um you know he's such you know he's such a veteran wrestler that you probably just let him stay in his process i mean even though yeah, I mean you you don't panic. <laughs> I mean that's really if if this thing this is this is the biggest thing even within a match when you see that when you see that fall off or go somewhere else and they can't stay in the moment then that's where that's where the wheels spin and then you know you don't perform as well as you're you're capable of. I mean you just remind guys you remind guys how good they are and what you've done and that you're battle tested and that hey man there's okay there's some vision we got back to oh well look what happened here and then you start you kind of talk about it and you okay well then here's here's the process and we just got to make it simple. And this is your formula. Here's your formula. Go execute it. But yeah, I mean, I, we're all we've all been there as competitors, though. We've all had our had our confidence maybe shook, 
can you get it back? And sometimes it has to be within a match and even a tournament. So a tournament, and this is this is critical for our team, is that it could happen in a tournament. You lose a match, it can't it can't shake it can't shake you. You know, we've had a couple of weeks, so you can get things back on uh, right the, sh the ship righted right here. You have to be able to do that sometimes within a match instantly, or you have to be able to do it within an hour or two. I mean, if we want to win anything as a team, and guys, you know, when you look at the allocations and everyone, even if you lose a match, like, okay, I can still go to the national tournament. I can still go get third in this thing. I can still put myself ready to win a national title in, in two weeks because because I didn't let this thing um, get too far off track. So, no, he's he's got himself back in a really good place and excited excited for him him to compete this weekend. And, you know, he was in a Big 12 Finals last year. I mean, so, yeah, it's it's time to go win another one of those. I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, it's uh, I think brackets come out on Wednesday, so we're ready for that. We leave on Thursday and wrestle. Wrestle Saturday, Sunday. I think the finals are... They're eight o'clock, right? They're eight o'clock. So I mean, it's kind of try to be really the showcase, uh, and that's that's really their thinking is that the, all the wrestling, all the wrestling all around the country is done, and we're the last we're the last conference to have uh, to have the championships and to have matches, and you know we want to have we had we had three guys last year, and the most I've had. In my time here, it's time to it's time to have more than that, and it's time to have more champions, uh, and the guys are primed and ready to do that. So. Look forward to seeing everyone down in Tulsa. Always great hearing from Doug. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope uh, those of you who are headed down to Tulsa will be paying attention to that tournament this weekend. Um, Big 12 tournament's always fun, man. Um, if you guys listen to the uh, episode 179, um, got to chat with uh, Cyclone Fanatics Jackie Cordova, as well as Ben Visser, who's been covering Iowa State wrestling on and off over the last decade. Um, you know, we talked about how weird the Big 12 championships can be sometimes. I know we specifically highlighted the fact that Oklahoma almost always comes to wrestle um, really, really well at the Big 12 tournament. So, um, excited to see what kind of wrench the Panthers can throw into this thing this year. Um, you know, I think uh, we touched on it in that earlier episode, but, um, you know, team hierarchy kind of looks like Mizzou, a little bit of a gap, and then you got Oklahoma State, Iowa State, you and I. Um, you know, so we'll kind of see how that ultimately shakes out. I think the Panthers, um, there's some potential there, I think, for them to do some serious, serious damage and um, going to be a fun team to follow, not just this weekend at the Big 12 Championships, but obviously we'll see how many they get to the Big Dance, um, which is also in Tulsa, the NCAA Championships, in a couple weeks. Okay, that was first half of the show. Second half of the show, really, really cool development here when it comes to collegiate women's wrestling. Um, as I said before we heard from Doug, um, the National Collegiate Women's Wrestling Championship NCWWC um, is hosting their national championship event in Cedar Rapids uh, this weekend. It actually begins today. If you're listening to this in the morning, they're probably on their way to the mats, um, you know, getting ready to wrestle right now. Um, the NCWWC national tournament is effectively the NCAA Women's National Championships, the national wrestling championship for the NCAA programs until the NCAA chooses to sponsor the championship. There's some, um, you know, criteria that NCAA schools have to hit when it comes to women's wrestling um, in order for, um, you know, the NCAA to officially recognize women's wrestling as a championship sport and they will officially sponsor a NCAA championship. Well, hey, get this. Officially announced this week, the NCWWC executive committee 
NCAA women's wrestling officially has met those requirements established for consideration uh, for an NCAA sponsored championship. Teams across all three divisions have reported meeting their respective uh, rules. And uh, hey, we may see an NCAA women's championship here sooner rather than later. So um, 43 teams now um, have hit their divisional bylaw goals. I believe that's the official language, um, which means, hey, um, as early as next year, um, and you guys are about to hear this, as, as early as next year, I believe we could be having an NCAA, a legitimate NCAA Women's National Championship event. Very, very cool deal. Um, just another huge milestone for women's collegiate wrestling here in the United States. Um, you know, I think it was just last year, NAIA officially announced women's wrestling as a championship sport at that level. Um, women's wrestling has done um it's just seen fantastic growth at the NAI level. We've seen kind of all of it here in Iowa, right? I mean, the girl, the high school girls wrestling kind of takes center stage here, right? Especially with the first official season this past year. But, um, you know, hey, Grandview, um, you know, Iowa women's wrestling program uh, collegiately. They weren't the first, but they were kind of the first you know, hey, it's us in Waldorf now, right? And now there's as many as 20 different collegiate women's wrestling programs in the state across all divisions. I'm talking NCAA, um, junior college, NAIA. Um, You know, we know that the Hawkeyes and Clarissa Chun are obviously going to take center stage because they are kind of the flagship program. They are the the first division one power five women's wrestling program in the country. Um, You know, and and they redshirted this year, but they're going to be full go next year. So they're, you know, if if the NCAA decides to sponsor a women's wrestling national championship event, the Hawkeyes will be able to be full go and, and, you know, participate in the qualification process to go win the very first one, which I think would be really, really cool if they're able to get on their horse and and go do that. So um, really, really cool deal. Um, you know, the, the, the NCAA Women's National Tournament, as, as I understand it, which again, it's the NCWWC, the National Collegiate Women's Wrestling Championship event. Um, that is taking place in Cedar Rapids this weekend. Begins today, wraps up tomorrow. If you're, um, you know, kind of in and around the corridor area, if you're in Iowa and you want to go watch some high-level women's wrestling, highly encourage that you guys get out to Cedar Rapids to catch the, you know, some of the best collegiate women's wrestlers in the country, right? Um, you know, I know that the women's wrestling hierarchy in terms of talents kind of split between NCAA and NAIA, but there are some damn good wrestlers in Cedar Rapids this weekend. Um, if I wasn't already in Ann Arbor, it's probably where I'd be not going to lie. Um, you know, so there's a lot of great wrestling going on this weekend, especially when it comes to women's wrestling. So highly encourage you guys to, at the very least, pay attention to what's going on in Cedar Rapids because it's, uh, you know, just another sign of the tremendous growth of girls and women's wrestling around the country. So, hey, to capitalize on that conversation, going to lay down a couple of uh, uh, media availability audio tracks for you guys here next Um handful of coaches and a handful of athletes um, held a press conference earlier in the week to kind of preview the action that will be taking place in Cedar Rapids. So transform that into podcast form here for you guys today. Um, You know, and it's actually going to start with, uh, you know, the NCWWC, um, you know, a couple of uh, high ranking officials um, kind of announcing that, you know, hey, we're inching closer toward NCAA women's wrestling being an official championship sport at the NCAA level. Um, So they touch on that at the beginning, um, you know, and then we'll hear from a handful of coaches and a handful of athletes to preview high level women's wrestling going on in Cedar Rapids this weekend. So we will jump into that now. That's kind of the rest of today's show. Um, 
um, or at least the rest of this show, which is the third one today. So if you've listened to all of these, God bless you, man. Um, really appreciate you tuning in, um, especially after taking a month off. Probably don't deserve that kind of grace from you guys tuning in. But hey, here we are. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Um, yeah, I'll catch you on the other side and we'll wrap this up. Um, enjoy. And hey, go women's wrestling always. Wrestling Coalition to make a most special announcement about NCAA Women's Wrestling. Please welcome Jackie Paquette of the National Wrestling Coaches Association and Julia Salata from Wrestle Like a Girl. So, as, as Sandy said, we're, Julia and myself and the leaders of our organizations are so, so excited to be in front of you today. We'd like to welcome you all because this truly is going to be a sort of momentous day within our sport. See the coaches smiling and uh, agree with that as well. Through the work of the Women's Wrestling Coalition, so Julia represents Wrestle Like a Girl, I represent the National Wrestling Coaches Association, the USA Wrestling, the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, we are so excited to announce that we have 43 teams that we believe hit sports sponsorship this year, which is three more than the 40 that uh, we need for NCAA emerging sports status. So with that, we are so excited to continue to work with the NCAA on what the next steps uh, for that are and the next steps for getting this, women, this women's NCAA sanctioned championship. Yeah, as Jackie said, we're very excited to make this announcement today. And it's thanks to the hard work of our coaches, our athletes, all of our national stakeholders who have made this possible for us. Um, we've been working towards this goal since attaining emerging sports status back in January of 2020 and many years before that as well. Um, and again, it's thanks to all this hard work that we're able to make this announcement today and we're very excited about that. Uh, to see this come to fruition in such a relatively short period of time is pretty special. Uh, again, just three years into emerging sports status, so we're very pumped continue moving forward to continue growing, uh, working in lockstep with the rest of our programs and our stakeholders, and to have our first NCAA Women's Championship just the next couple of years. So thank you all very much for being here. Uh, it's going to be a great tournament, and we're very excited. I think this deserves a huge Sandy. I just want to welcome everybody to Cedar Rapids. Uh, I want to thank uh, Dick Simmons, who's also the co-tournament chair with myself, uh, Cedar Rapids with Jay Fanta, all our sponsors, uh, especially Cliff Keene, uh, Wrestle Like a Girl, National Wrestling Coaches Association, U.S. Marines, and of course USA Wrestling are our major sponsors. So we thank you, invite we have 37 of the 43 uh, NCAA schools that have a wrestler here today. So that's exciting, and we look forward to a great wrestling tournament over the next few days. Uh, and these coaches all should be uh, commended on great work, not only for getting their teams here, but for uh, soliciting the sport of women's wrestling. It has grown leaps and bounds since we held the first kind of mock uh, national tournament at Adrian College some five years ago. And we've come a long way since then, and we're only climbing the mountain. We're not even halfway up. And so congratulations to all these people. Thank you to Cedar Rapids and all they're doing for us. And let's have a great tournament. Thank you, Sandy. And now, ladies and gentlemen. 
one champion coach, Paulina Viega, Sacred Heart University. Region two champion coach, Jason Mormon of King University. And as I mentioned earlier, Jake Wozniak of UW-Stevens Point with the travel delay, but represents Region 3. Region 4, from North Central College, Joe Norton. And Region 5, Colorado Mesa University's Travis Mercado. I'm going to ask each coach to make a statement telling about the, their team's season, how preparation has gone for this event, and what their expectations are for their team at these nationals. And I'll start with Coach Viega. Uh, my expectations for my team, well, all I want from them is to wrestle. Wrestle their best every single match, and the goal is to take it one match at a time. We are a very young team. We have basically only freshmen and sophomore uh, on, on our team. So I'm excited for them. I'm excited that they've worked, because they've worked really hard since the moment we started. And this is our second year as a program. So they really, we, we came a long way. Last year we had three people here, now we are with ten. So I'm nothing but too proud of this young woman, and I just want them to enjoy the moment, enjoy the honors of being here, and the goal is to wrestle and do our best. And if we do our best, this is going to be a good turnout. Thank you. Thank you. And next we'll go to Region 2's champion coach, Jason Mormon of King University. Yeah, um, we've had a pretty good year, I think. Uh, you know, uh, we, we changed our schedule up a little bit than we have in the past seasons. Uh, Usually we always go to Missouri Valley Open, and the one year we don't, it's record-breaking in entries, and uh, Iowa wrestlers are there and stuff. But um, we, we, we did a change, and we competed at the Bill Farrell uh, Memorial International Open, um, which was good for us. Uh, and we always we got to compete at North Central Open, which we always like to go to because it's a very tough competition and get to see uh, Joe and his program. Um, and then we, National Duels was a really good year for us. Um, we went in with some adversity, and, and we were fortunate to, to walk away on top on that one. But that match probably could have gone any day, could have gone any other way. But uh, so it was a good, fun weekend. Um, and we've been taking a little bit different approach this year in our training. I feel like the last few years, um, I think the question was uh, asked actually in the last with the athletes. You know, we haven't won a NCWWC championship, but. Um, Seems like a semifinal round is always our nemesis to this tournament. So um, we've taken a little bit different approach. And I feel like you know coming into this weekend, we're, we, we're probably the most healthy we've been in the last few years. We're fresh. Uh, we're, they don't look tired. Um, full of energy and positive, ready to go. So um, you know our expectation, and it's the same. You probably hear some of this being consistent to all, any coach you talk to. But we're really focused on um, going out and performing at the highest level we can. Um, we're not hung up on a win or a loss, uh, just performing at our highest level. And uh, we really, really work to do that in everything that we do, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that tomorrow and uh, Saturday. So, Representing Region 4, the champion from North Central College, Joe Norton. Yeah, we had a great regular season as well. Uh, we spent most of the year ranked first or second in the polls. 15-1 um, and one in duels. The, the, the one speed bump was the finals with King at the National Duels, which was a fun one. Uh, we also, Jason and I talked about that, we both elected to take Moval off this year and, and then looked back on it like maybe it wasn't the best decision after we uh, saw the way the tournament turned out. But um, that was different for us not going to Moval this year. 
Um, you know, but the girls have done uh, uh, an awesome job all year. We've got a big team, um, and, and even more than just the 15 that are here this weekend have performed really, really well um, all season long, which made choosing 15 for the regional pretty tough, um, splitting hairs in a, in a lot of cases. Um, but uh, it's been a fun year. The goal from the beginning has been, you know, to win a national championship here this weekend. Um, you know, so that's the goal. That's the expectation. You know, the expectation for each girl is to compete for your teammates. Um, you know, we talk to them a lot about doing that, being a team, uh, wrestling for your team, um, and uh, responding to adversity competitively. We talk about that quite a bit as well. There's going to be ups and downs this weekend. So want to see them have a competitive response every time we get, you know, punched in the mouth, being able to go and, um, you know, land the next shot and put your team in a position to, to uh, come out winning a national title in the end. Travis Mercado, Region 5, Colorado Mason University. You know, this is a great fifth season for us. Um, very similar to all these teams had a really good schedule set up and a very competitive schedule. I thought we did a really good job of mapping out where who we wanted to see and hopefully match up. And, you know, those two not going to Missouri Valley this year, kind of a bummer. We missed out on them, but that's okay. Got to see them in national duels. We're on the opposite side of Kings. So we haven't had an opportunity to wrestle them this year. But a 14-2 and two season, really excited about that finishing fourth at the national pools. We've been fairly consistent the past five years, so I think we're just kind of staying consistent with that competition level and just doing a well job there. Um, the expectation for this tournament, really, is the same as it's been all year. Focus on having fun. Um, we're going to bring the fight in everything that we do. Um, and enjoy the moment, right? I was telling the girls last night, we came and worked out, and, I mean, Coach Mormon can attest to this. Like, We've been coaching women's college wrestling. This is my ninth year, almost 10th year. Coach Mormon's been coaching it for, what, Dan? 15 years almost, a little bit lower than that. Um, but to finally be in a big arena, like, to enjoy that moment, right? This is the first time that women's wrestling has been in the big arena, the same arena that men's D2 is gonna be in next weekend. So we talked a lot about that. Um, you know, we're gonna go out, we're gonna compete at the highest level that we can. We're gonna have a lot of fun while we're doing it. We're enjoying the, movement, the moment. Um, we're keeping it light, keeping it loose. Those that saw us working out yesterday, we're playing dodgeball, really, for most of practice. Um, but that's really what's happened right now. We're just going to go out and compete and have fun. Um, I have a really good feeling that we're going to perform well. We're going to put a lot of people in the national finals this weekend. I think we can really do it to keep up with the top two teams ranked right now. And we are delighted. <laughs> that despite the travel delay, Jake Wozniak, Region 3 UW Stevens Point, is able to be with us now. Welcome, yes. Jake. Thank you. At one point, our uh, GPS said we were going to be here at 147, so bus driver hustled to get us here just in time for this. Sorry for sliding in a little bit late. Um, our women have kind of had an up and down season. We wrestled a really tough schedule, saw so a lot of the people at this table maybe more often than we needed to, but that kind of had us ready for the end of the year, wrestle really wrestle our best tournament of the year at the regional tournament. So we're excited to be here, hoping that we can uh, carry that out one more weekend. Thank you. And if anyone else has joined us since the announcement was made prior to this discussion, the NCWWC Executive Committee announced that women's wrestling has reached the 40 team level that will meet requirements for the NCAA to consider women's wrestling for an official championship. So we're celebrating that. Now, we'll let you come up and do one-on-ones for a short time, gentlemen and ladies, if you wish. 
please feel free to move to other parts of the room to do your interviews. We thank you for attending this press conference. Unless someone here first has a question for all five coaches. Yeah, and this is kind of consistent theme with what we've been talking about, but um, I, I just like your reaction to the 40 number. I, I know each of your programs met it, but your peers have also worked really hard to put your sport in a position to be uh, considered as an official NCAA sport, which, you know, back in the day when we started women's college wrestling with five or six teams was just something that was not yet imaginable, and, and now we're on the precipice of maybe putting this sport on the same level as basketball, football, and all these other American sports. And I'd just like each of you to talk about how important it is for us to continue the momentum and to get that done. I don't know who wants to go. To, I'll ask Jason to go first. You've been around the longest. Uh, I, for me, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I, I remember when we started programming, I think there was 13 teams total. That's junior college, NAI, and NCAA, and we were in a little gym. I think the first national championship I, I ever coached at was at Missouri Valley. <coughs> I mean, the, first of all, these ladies deserve this so much. Um, so much. <laughs> and, uh, but I am just so proud of all the work, like you said. I mean, obviously, we, we've been able to fill the roster. I mean, what Pauline has done in two years has been amazing. Um, and our, I, someone that came to mind when you we were asked that question, Gary, was uh, Mount Olive on their first year program, and they pretty much filled a lineup in the first year. Um, and they're coaching men and women. Um, and they, they care. I was actually, we're out here messing around this morning. We're going to have a workout later. And, um, they were working out, and I was watching them just, I was observing them, and they, they really care about their athletes. And, uh, and I think we're just started, and it's, it's pretty amazing. So. Olina, as a Division One program, which is pretty cool too, what are your thoughts about the possibility of moving forward to NCA status? Well, I'm very, very excited. Uh, you know, I'm going to uh, touch up on what Coach said. When I was in college, there weren't many programs. And now, you know, there are that many. We've got NAIA, we've got NCAA, and D1 is growing, which is amazing because these girls, for once, they deserve it. Uh, 100%, they work so hard. But they are also, I don't want them to compromise school versus wrestling. And having more and more D1 programs just opens up more doors for them uh, for the future. And I'm very happy for these girls because they deserve to be seen. Uh, they work equally hard, or let me say it, maybe even harder a lot of times than other sports. Um, so why not? So I hope that this is going to happen. And I'm going to do whatever I can to help out. Coach Norton? Yeah, I mean, I think this is the best sport in the world. So um, having the women have an NCAA championship is a really, really big deal. Um, you know, this arena was a big step. This is where we had our D3 men's championship last year. This arena is awesome. And you can see it in the girls' faces when they walked in yesterday how much it means to them to be able to wrestle in a place like this. So once we have the NCAA branded mats, it's only going to be one more step to, to get them you know, the same treatment that the men get. But our girls worked their, their tails off, man. Um, and, uh, they deserve everything that the men get, and we're happy that we're uh, one step closer to getting it. Coach Mercado? You know, I think it's a lot of the same sentiments that everyone's kind of saying. It's, we, we've we worked so hard, and not just we, us five here at this table, but all the coaches across the nation right now um, at the collegiate level. First-year programs, 
you know, coaches being hired mid-summer and putting together a full roster. Like, that's impressive, and you have to do that. And there's so many people that are involved in this, Wrestle Like a Girl, USA Wrestling. But, again, I think the big thing is once we get that championship status, right, it's only going to push women's wrestling, right? I saw a graphic, I think Wrestle Like a Girl put it out this morning, 50, almost 53,000 girls wrestle in high school in four Division One programs. And then you look at, I think the next sport was field hockey or lacrosse. Similar number, 141 programs. I'm like, you got to catch up. And so I think us getting championship status will only, and I hate to say it this way, put the pressure on some of these other schools to make the change and make it happen, right? And as soon as we get that championship status, I think it's going to be a big snowball effect, and we're going to start to see more big, big Division One programs, other Division Two teams that have men's wrestlings, or even Division Two teams that don't have wrestling will add men's and women's wrestling, or maybe just women's wrestling. Right? Look at Texas women's; they don't have a men's team, and they started a women's team and the full roster, doing real very well, competitive. So I think that championship status will be kind of the benchmark for the big push that we're going to see here soon. Coach Wozniak, your school stepped up among the Wisconsin schools to be out there and to get this thing rolling. Your thoughts about where we are now and what the future looks like. Yeah, we're really proud to be one of the public schools that offers women's wrestling. I think that kind of gives access to some women that otherwise don't have a chance. Um, we're in our fourth year. Our first year, I believe there were 28 NCAA schools with women's wrestling. Right now we're at like 55, so we've doubled in that time. And next year, I think there's 74 that we'll have. So. To have doubled in the four years and for next year to have tripled in five, unbelievable to see where we've come and also pretty exciting to see where we're going to be in another five years. So like everyone else said, the women deserve this kind of an arena. The women deserve for it to be an NCAA sport and to be able to have that logo on the mats and that logo on their championships. So really cool how far we've come, really exciting to see where we're going to be in another five, 10, 15 years. Yeah, uh, right now you can qualify 15 total. You, King, and North Central have 15. We want to pare that down. Do we want to get to 10 qualifiers, maybe the two teams with 15 to start with that? Personally, I, my personal opinion is yes, I think so. Um, as, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> um, because I hope my athletic director watch <laughs> uh, obviously, we have to get our roster numbers, and when you build your roster, you want to be as deep and as competitive as you can. But I also think that, um, um, you know, for the parity of the sport and the growth of the sport, um, you know, having one competitor per weight is, is very beneficial for the future. Um, and I think, you know, I think it also eliminates, like Joe was mentioning, he had to choose 15. When you get one per weight, and that's a little bit easier. I mean, a little easier, I guess. Sometimes. Um, so I'm, I'm for kind of changing that a little bit. But yeah, I think what it's going to take is um, I'm pretty strong, strong opinion about this. It's going to take some of these men's coaches opening their minds a little bit and being willing to coach women, uh, because what we need is good coaches. And I think you know uh, what Pauline is doing is awesome. And, and I think someday we need to get to the point where there's women leading our, our best women's programs, but right now there's not necessarily the supply of that as far as women coaching wrestling yet. Um, and so we want you know, the best athletes to have good coaches, so we need more good coaches in more places. Um, I think if we're going to do that, I think uh, that's something that has to happen. 
we have to get to where we're, we're mirroring what we're doing on the, on the men's side in the NCAA in all three divisions. Um, how far away is it? I don't know, but I agree with Jason that that's got to happen sooner rather than later. Um, and kind of spread the wealth out a little bit too uh, in, in terms of parity and making this thing you know, exciting as far as what we have to talk about at press conferences and stuff like that. I'll be the outlier on that. I actually like the 15. Um, I think it puts our best women at the national tournament, which is, I think is important. I think it helps with one of the ugliest parts of our sport, which is the weight cut, where if you have two good 116-pounders, now one needs to cut to 109, where they can wrestle the weight where they're healthy rather than having to cut to get away from a teammate sometimes. I know the parity argument happens with, well, if it was only 10 and one per weight, then there's a little more parity, but Division one NCAA men has only 10. Division three NCAA men have only 10. I don't think you see a lot of parity with what Penn State's done there, what Augsburg and Warburg do. So I don't know that the parity argument really resonates with me. So I'm open-minded about it. I'd be okay either way, but I actually like the 15, at least for right now. This is the first time that this competition has been held off campus since the competition was created by the National Coalition of Wrestling Organizations in 2020. There will be 200 athletes from across the nation competing here with the 20 best in each weight class battling for national titles and All-American honors. Athletes qualify through five regional events to make it here to Cedar Rapids. The three-time defending NCWWC team champion is McKendry University. For the first half of the press conference this afternoon, we've invited five talented student athletes who will be competing here. A bit about the format. I will be introducing each student athlete, and then I will ask each wrestler one question. When they are done, we'll open it up for questions from the media here. If we have time, we'll allow for some time for one-on-one -on -one interviews as appropriate. Let me introduce the five, first of all. <clears throat> Excuse me, Yelena McCoyet, North Central College. And you can see their name, so you'll be able to figure out who they are. Ashlyn Ortega, King University. Sydney Kimber, McHenry University. <coughs> Marissa Gallegos, Colorado Mason University, and Marlon Didi, excuse me, of Augsburg University. Okay, let us start with Yelena. Yelena is a senior from Orangeville, California, competing at 170 pounds. She's a two-time national champion and a four-time women's collegiate All-American. You know what? I just realized I skipped. Let me go back to that. Yelena is a senior from Orangeville, California, competing at 170. She's a two-time NCWWC national champion and a runner-up as a freshman. Yelena is also on our senior team. She is the only one of the five on USA Wrestling's senior team. So Yelena, I'm going to ask you a question about that. How does being on the USA Wrestling national team affects what you do daily in practice and preparation? That's a good question. Um, I think 
it keeps me it keeps me on fire for the sport and it keeps me fueled and motivated. It's easy to become complacent in uh, collegiate athletics sometimes. Uh, if you feel like you're not getting a challenge or um, you feel like you're just not wrestling hard, hard enough tournaments, um, it's, it's easy to get complacent and, and kind of just uh, go go backwards in your in your wrestling, your technique, and your conditioning. But just knowing that um, I have bigger bigger things like uh, uh, like international competition and like other bigger tournaments and, and harder tournaments to go to, it keeps me it keeps me motivated. It keeps me going. Okay, it changes the perspective. Yeah. Right. Okay. Our second one is Ashlyn Ortega of King University, which is in Tennessee. She is a redshirt senior from Pueblo, Colorado, competing at 143 pounds. She was a 2022 national champion and a four-time women's collegiate All-American. As a returning champion, Ashlyn, um, do you have you prepared any differently this year than you have in the past? Um, no, I don't. I would say that my preparation has been pretty consistent uh, throughout the years and we've added a lot of um, elements that have helped me and things that we kept like um, an example is training with one of our men on our on our guys team and uh, I trained with him yesterday so if it's not broke don't fix it and that's kind of the mentality that we've had and we've been developing things and yeah. Thank you. Sydney Kimber is from McKendree University in Illinois. She is a senior from Sitka, Alaska, competing at 191 pounds. She's a three-time national champion trying for her fourth national championship. Now, Sydney, we met in Alaska when I announced you in the Alaska, Alaskan tournaments for several years. Why, how did you end up in Illinois from Alaska? Uh, so that's a question I definitely get a lot. Um, so from our old coaching staff, um, his wife was actually from Alaska. She was the first um, Alaska State, or, or girls state champion for men's wrestling. So I kind of like got connected through her and through Sam, our previous coaching staff. And um, so it kind of just dragged me down here. Um, I'm glad I did, and I've gone through a lot down here, but I think it's all been for the best to leave home and be where I'm at now. Next is Marissa Gallegos from Colorado Mesa University. She's a red shirt junior from Denver, Colorado, who competes at 123 pounds. She's a three-time All-American, including a runner-up finish in 2021. She's placed as high as second. She's the only one of these five who stayed in state. What was behind that decision, Teresa? Um, for me personally, my, my family is based out of Colorado. I'm from I'm the oldest of seven and with that like I have a lot of younger siblings that I wanted to stay close to to make sure they're doing well in school. Like we're from inner city of Denver. I mean there's a, there's a lot of distractions there and I just wanted to be there for them if they ever needed anything and I wanted them to kind of follow my path and like so far I have two brothers that are enrolled in wrestling at CMU as well and I don't know for, for me too like 
Um, we had some health issues in our family too when I was uh, going into college and I wanted to stay close to my dad for that and so that's why I stayed. Thank you. And our final representative is Marilyn. Of Oxford University, which is in Minnesota. She's a senior from Springville, Utah, who competes at 155. She's a three time National All American. What drew you to this sport in the beginning? That's a good question. I think I actually, in high school, didn't, I wasn't super drawn to the sport, but something about it made me stick with it and I think it wasn't until I started college that I started to realize the importance of having a passion for the sport and having a community of people and I think I made that decision probably towards the end of my freshman year that this is you know something that matters to me so it's it's been a long process but I guess it wasn't until my college career that I found the importance of wrestling and what it means to me and, um, and now I'm driven by that passion. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I think we have some time. Gary, right? Yeah, yeah, anybody, media. Sure. Anybody could ask questions if you'd like to for a few minutes. We'll open it up to questions from the media. Please raise your hand and identify yourself in your media outlet and indicate, indicate which of the athletes you'd like to answer the question or if it's a question for all of the student athletes. Hi, my name is KJ Coulter. I'm with the Cedar Rapids Gazette, and this question is for all five athletes. Uh, in the four years of this event, the teams that are represented in the programs that are here have almost doubled. What's that say about the growth of, of women's collegiate wrestling, and how does that kind of impact the uh, uh, maybe level of competition? Yeah, um, I think. I think it's like everybody contributing like a huge amount um, from like different areas. Like what we're doing right here, like this press press conference for the media. Um, like, I mean, it, it it might not seem like it's super serious. Like we don't have a humongous crowd or anything, but uh, still, like for the media, it's good because it contributes to the growth of women's wrestling. And um, even like moving moving nationals from Adrian last year to this huge arena where more people could attend and it just makes it seem like more serious like for us as wrestlers and I feel like it's uh, like almost more like respectful towards the wrestlers like for their hard work like making it seem like more of a serious thing so it's like everybody contributing their little things like the photography the videography and um, media and the wrestlers and the coaches um, so yeah just I think, yeah, everyone contributing to Did anybody else want to um, I'll say that I think our youth um, development has put a huge impact in how they are developing into the college scene. Um, a, lot of, a lot of states are sanctioned now on the high school level, and you see a lot of um, younger programs start to develop, and that just shows them opportunity that they have more than just boys high school state to just look forward to and now that, that we have opportunities like this like Elena was saying um, and how it is taken more seriously um, I think it excites a lot of people um, parents kids everybody coaches and I would say that contributes to a lot of it as well 
just keeping it growing for future generations too. Um, kind of what Ashlyn said, I think it, um, it's important to recognize how many opportunities there are for the younger gen generation of girls. Um, it's crazy to see, like, from my own experience of being in high school, I did not have, like, half as many opportunities that the young girls have now, and I think that comes from all of these people giving back to the sport. And like I said before, all of the older women that are able to come back and coach, and, you know, they've all paved the way for all of us, and this is such a cool opportunity that we get to be here at, a, at an actual arena. And, you know, the opportunities and the people and the support just keeps growing and growing, and I think that is a huge reason for you know, the growth of the sport and the growth of the sport for young young girls and it's just awesome to see the support from all different types of people. I think it also contributes to you not just like the college wrestling, but it, it makes the college wrestling tougher and that's gonna make us tougher as a country. I think that's gonna help us win hopefully soon a team title again and I hope that happens, you know. It's creating more depth rather than people just running through brackets. They ha they're going to have tough matches. There's going to be a two to one finals. There's going to be a nine to eight finals. It's going to be tough. And I think that's so much better because it's prepping us to compete internationally. Yeah, for you, Elena, at the national duels, your, your last loss in college was to Cheyenne Bowman. She bumped up to 191. What were your feelings in that national duels finals when she bumped up? and miss out on that opportunity to wrestle her? Um, it was disappointing. Um, I really wanted to get that rematch. And I think that if she stayed at 170, the outcome of the whole duel, the, the, the whole duel could have been different. Um, but yeah, I really wanted that rematch. And I hope I get to wrestle her in the finals at this tournament. Uh, I'm Gary Abbott with USA Wrestling. This question's for Sydney. Um, two questions. Uh, one, um, you have an opportunity to be among the first four-time winners of this tournament, which is pretty cool. Uh, everyone likes the number four in wrestling, right? <laughs> but also, um, you know, you've been on three national championship teams, and all year your team was not ranked one. It was somewhere else. And just the thoughts about your opportunity personally and then just how tough McKendry will be this weekend. Yeah, so um, obviously we had a change of coaching staff this year. With that, we had a lot of change on who was on our team. Um, I think that change for us was good and like good for me. Um, I found my love for the sport again with Coach Alexio and um, the environment he creates for our team. And with that, like finding my love and willing to give everything to wrestling again, I've just been willing to give everything to the mat, and I think the team is too. And like, as far as like not being ranked number one all season, um, I mean, we've had a really good season. We've gone through a lot of adversity. We've had a lot of challenges with new coaches and new girls and stuff. But I think we're ready to show what we have this weekend. We're we've peaked and we're we're ready to give it everything. Are there any other questions for all of these young ladies or any of? I would like to ask one question that any of you could answer. We have seen the growth of wrestling among little girls. What do you hope those little girls feel or see 
when they look at you, when they watch you? So um, I, I hope, I, I mean, I went back this uh, winter to the Alaska State Tournament in December, and I practiced with my high school for a couple practices before they left, and these were girls I've never even met or anything, and I, they're in high school, but the way that they looked up to me and were like so excited that I was in the room and I got to drill with them and even just have a conversation. And you know, that goes for little kids too, the little kid wrestling club. They all, um, my dad coaches the little kids and they all know me and they all watch my wrestling matches, boys and girls. And I hope that they can see that, um, especially coming from Alaska, there is a way out and there is opportunities to leave the state and go travel and wrestle and even go to school somewhere else. Um, I guess I hope girls, uh, young girls, can see the strength in all of the women here and all of the women competing. I think, you know, it's <clears throat> it's cool to have uh, media and coverage covering women so that the young girls can see um, how strong these women are. And, you know, I hope they can see confidence and strength and, um, you know, it's cool to kind of lay out these different opportunities for them. So I hope they can see all of that in these women. Thank you. Do any of you have a point? I'm sorry. Again, this is for anybody that wants to uh, answer. This is a unique competition where you have individuals from all three NCAA levels, Division One, Division Two, and Division Three. Um, I, I guess what what is the uh, the, the feeling to, to kind of share the stage with schools that uh, athletes in other sports really don't get the opportunity to do, and if that adds anything to the competition. Um, so far, to me, it doesn't seem like the divisions really matter as much. I think there's like we're still growing so much that there hasn't, at least from what I think, there hasn't really been too much separation of the divisions. But it is kind of cool because where I come from at Augsburg, we obviously compete against different schools than they do, but it kind of sets us apart a little bit from, you know, the other athletes, but it's cool because we get to compete on such a, you know, a much bigger stage and, you know, it, I don't know, I don't think there's as much difference yet. I think it will definitely change over time. Here. Yeah, this is for Ashlyn. Um, so. I'm sure you're aware of the tradition of wrestling for women and king. I mean, they've been putting people on Olympic teams and making world teams, but also for many years they were the most number one team in, the, in WCWA, the national championship at the time. But uh, now that it's gone to NCA only, you know, king hasn't won yet, right? So what would it mean to you as a member of the current team and, and to your teammates uh, if you guys were able to come out of here and, and, and finish it off the season as the national team champs? It's the goal. It's the goal for this this weekend, and uh, I think we all know that we're very capable of doing it. Um, like you said, like our history with our program has a lot of uh, prestigious wrestlers that come through it, and there's a reason behind that. Um, our coaching staff and the culture and philosophy that we all follow behind it produces results, and so um, it would it would feel really great, and it would, it would be like a full circle moment to to have that that back, especially for my last year. Awesome news when it comes to NCAA women's wrestling. Um, 
I'm telling you guys, inching closer to NCAA women's wrestling being an official NCAA championship sport could quite literally be there already, I mean, within the next calendar year. So really excited for the women, really excited for the coaches, really excited for the athletes that are going to be competing in Cedar Rapids this weekend. Again, if you're not in Ann Arbor, if you're not in Tulsa, if you're not um, you know, down in Kansas catching the NAIA National Championships, which I know is a very entertaining tournament every single year, head on out to Cedar Rapids. Check out some of the best women's collegiate wrestling in the country. Some of them you've heard from those athletes. Some of them are some of the best wrestlers in the world, and they're literally in Cedar Rapids um, duking it out for a national title. Um, just really awesome. Happy that the state of Iowa's uh, offering, again, girls and women's wrestling that kind of platform. Um, and just, you know, hey, like I said before, um, those couple of press conference clips, um, you know, go women's wrestling always. Um, and it's just really exciting. And I was only going to get more heavily involved, man. I mean, you look at a lot of the programs up where Iowa just announced a program. We've obviously mentioned the Hawkeyes and have talked about them quite a bit. Wartburg, um, you know, I see, I feel like every other week they're reeling in new recruits. Um, you know, the junior college national championships, uh, you know, they're running the women alongside the men this weekend in council bluffs. Um, it's just going to keep growing and it's going to keep going upward. It's, it's quite literally the, the, the graph that shows the popularity of girls and women's wrestling is quite literally a line that goes straight up. So, um, really excited to just kind of see it continue to grow and continue to blossom and, um, really fun that Iowa, um, you know, is, it has the opportunity to really play a big role in, you know, not just hosting championship event, but, you know, really do, you know, hosting a lot of, you know, some of these powerhouse teams and programs that are going to be playing a role in these championship events over the next few years. So, um, Hey, that's uh, that's it for this show. That's it for the three shows in a row in your feed today. Um, if you listen to all of them again, God bless you. Um, I really appreciate you tuning in. I really apologize for, for the month off, but, um, state tournament time can get a little heady. Um, life happens sometimes we run into technical difficulties, but, uh, Hey, we just keep moving forward and do the best we can. And sometimes that means three hour long shows in your feed on a Friday, um, to get you ready for a really busy weekend of wrestling. So we will be back hopefully sometime next week. Um, you know, maybe as early as Monday, I'm in Ann Arbor right now. Uh, got some big 10 wrestling coming up. Going to be watching big tens, big 12s, NAIs, uh, NCAA women going to follow the Juco action, all weekend long. So we're going to have plenty to discuss next week. Um, you know, going to probably try and have a podcast, uh, sometime Sunday or Monday, just kind of recapping big tens and big twelves. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's the rough plan. Obviously technology and and life are hopefully going to stay out of my way as we're kind of into the final sprint of the 22, 23 season. And, um, obviously want to get you guys all that good content now that we're, you know, getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, it's, you know, only a few weeks left in the season and, and we want to be, obviously we want to be at our best, just like the competitors do when they take the mat. So, um, appreciate you guys tuning in until next week, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe to the Des Moines register. Cause I don't want you guys to miss any of our wrestling coverage, uh, this month. You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. You guys, we will talk again soon. 